welcome to Think Tank Money with Rodney and Kevin, where we're going to help you guys learn how to build millionaires from scratch and help everybody learn what it's about to get generational wealth. So welcome aboard. This is our first episode. Excited to be here with you guys. I'm Kevin with the beautiful silver hair. Introduce himself. Yeah, I'm Rodney. How you doing? Well, hey, guys, we're going to get into a couple of things. We want to kind of introduce ourselves, let you guys know who we are. And, uh, you know, this is, this is how we're going to get things going, guys. But the whole purpose of this show is to help build millionaires and get general generational wealth going for everybody. So my name is Kevin Simmons, guys. I'm a product of uh, corporate America. Did it for about 20 years. Uh, and then I got the itch to be my own boss. So I'm currently running my own business, uh, having a good time doing it. Uh, and I can't wait to share with you guys some of the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, uh, a lot of the wins, you know, some of the losses. Hopefully, all that'll be uh, something that helps you guys out. So, thank you guys for listening, and I'm gonna turn it over to Rodney so he can tell you about himself. Yeah, that's a great point you just brought up, Kev. Uh, there's a lot of wins, but also there's a lot of losses. Like success is not a straight line. So, success is more of a how to build on your failures. Um, I am a still right now. I'm a product of a W-2 job. Um, I'm a facility manager. I've been doing this for the last 15 years. Um, I work in student housing, but I also am a real estate investor and do invest in some in stocks and, and uh, dividends. Um, a lot of things that I, I started on doing, I had to culminate that 10 years ago because building on the things that I've, that I've learned over time has made me gain some momentum into what I want to do now. Uh, I remember when I was first when I first wanted to start off in the real estate, I was in it. It was introduced to me as to my father. Uh, he was very entrepreneurship. Uh, he graduated from high school and didn't have any real skills, but he also went to tech school and became a uh, HVAC technician, which in turn, he profit. He started he started his own business and he was one of the first black owned HVAC repairman that was in Baton Rouge that I know of at the time and what really kicked me off into this was the fact that he introduced me into real estate by purchasing a duplex on one of the areas that he used to live in as a child now that didn't uh didn't go so well because you know it was like a little bit of lack of discipline but that always enamored me as a child saying that wow that was something that my dad did that was something that as, as a man growing up that I want to be able to do. Um, so it took me a, a while to get into this and it was stepping stones into getting into this process. But once I got into it, it has to sustain me for a while. Um, right now I, I'm, I own four properties, um, working on my fourth one right now. Um, the network is, is, is getting up there, but it's also, Something that I know that if I sustain this long enough, that it will allow me to be able to create other positions and also create other avenues of success. So, guys, uh, Rodney and I are in the same age group. Um, and I think what we're both excited about is the chance to catch some of you younger people out there that might be listening to help you guys avoid some of the pitfalls and mistakes that we made. Um, you know, just being totally honest, you know, Rodney and I would be clubbing and, you know, we spend money and. You know, our mind was not on generational wealth and getting prepared for the future. Because when you're 20 years old, you don't think about 50. You don't realize when you're 20 that, you know what, those next 30 years actually go by pretty fast. So 
Uh, I don't know how many 50-year-olds can attest to that, but I'm telling you that from my standpoint, the last 30 years have been a blur. They have gone by really, really fast. So we're going to touch on some things that you guys can do now, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, heck, even if you're 60. Uh, but preferably, we want to catch people early. You know, young parents, if you guys got kids, now is the time to start putting away, start making sure that you're helping them to prepare for the future. There's nothing better than having a springboard when you're 21 or 22. That can make all the difference in the world, guys. And that's what we're going to be here talking about. So you're going to hear us talking about, you know, Rodney's got a lot of investment properties. Uh, we both like to dabble in the stock market. So you guys are going to hear about Tesla, Apple, um, you know, Targets, Costco's, uh, pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer. Um, so you're going to hear about a lot of different things because like Rodney said, there's a lot of different ways to make money, but the worst thing you can do is not have your money work for you. That's something that we want everybody to understand. You have to have your money work for you. And I am not a fan of CDs in the bank. I'm going to tell you right now, because if you can get 1% from the bank, you can imagine what they're getting to give you that 1%. They're not even no, giving one no, percent. No shade, no shade towards Bank of America. Like one percent, one percent of those days, one, two, three percent in the bank, and your money in the bank is gone, long gone. And with the interest rates being yeah. so low as it is now, you're not even making that. You're making point three five at the most. You guys hear that? Point three five. So if I put ten thousand dollars in the bank, the bank's gonna give me thirty five dollars. That's ridiculous. Yes. It, it it makes the way they're printing money at this point in time, it makes no sense for you to have money in the bank. The best thing that you can do with your money is to stay liquid, to be able to invest your money, to make sure you had an emergency fund, to make sure that you know how to budget. Uh, the main point that Kevin brought up was the fact that teaching young people how to make money and to make general generational wealth, just knowing how to budget yourself. How to have discipline with your money. You may not be able to go out and party like we did. <laughs> party like we did when we were younger because we didn't know any better. We didn't have opportunities right. to learn. We learned what we learned, we learned on our own. Okay. It was through research. Hey, Rock, can I jump in for a yeah. second? So we, we had certain barriers in the 90s. You know, we didn't have apps where we can just quickly buy a stock. You had to go to a stockbroker. And, you know, we just didn't have the knowledge uh, to do that or even the car to go, go there. Uh, but now with the power of a stockbroker in your hand, iPhone, Android, whatever you have, and, and, and you don't have to buy a full share anymore if you're talking about the stock market, if you're talking about that. Fractional shares have leveled the playing field. If I have $2 a day that I can spare, guess what? I can invest now. And that's key. You know, and, and then once you start doing that type of stuff and, you venture off like Rodney did, and he's going to give you guys a bunch of techniques throughout all our episodes that we're going to have on how to find the best deals when you're buying properties. You know, so, you know, this is just an exciting moment right now, guys. Um, I know we're going to reach a lot of people. I know our whole goal is to get people off the sidelines uh, and onto the field with making their money work for them. That That's like the most important thing for this show, guys, is to help you understand how to make your money work for you. You exactly exactly correct, Cup. You want to think of your money as little farmers. You want to send your little farmers out there and harvest crops. Okay. You don't yep. want your money sitting on the sideline. I mean that that is the worst thing you can do. It used to be the old adage, 
work hard, save your money, and retire old. Well, th those days are gone. Okay, you yeah. want to make your money work for you and retire young. When you're able to do yeah. things, okay, when you're able to enjoy your family, when you're able to enjoy your successes, all right, it takes discipline to to get to that point. But once you get to that point, it's very gratifying. Okay, I mean, it's you guys are gonna hear us talk a lot about discipline, about being intentional, and being patient. You know, all those things are critical to being successful with growing your money. So if somebody can teach me how to take ten thousand dollars. And hey, Kevin, I'm going to teach you how to make $10,000, get an extra 10% every year. That's something I'm interested in learning. And let me throw this in there legally <laughs> for anybody that's thinking other stuff. Legally, make that type of return. That's what's going to help you do what Rodney talked about, which is, hey, we don't have to wait till we're 62, 67 if we're investing our money properly, if we're investing in the right things, you know, not just stocks, but also uh, properties, you know, anything that can appreciate in value. Anything. Understand. If you know how to find the right item. Go ahead. I was saying understanding what's the difference between liabilities and assets. Okay. That's yeah. your big that's the biggest crush that we have. We don't understand fully what's a liability and what's an asset. The simple term is anything that comes out that pulls money out your pocket is a liability. Anything that puts money into your pocket is an asset. Okay. We as as a whole, we need to start gaining assets. And that's important to building wealth. So if you guys have, you know, and like I said, based on your age range, you can adjust whatever strategies we're talking about to where you are in life. Uh, like I said, I wish I knew 30 years ago what I know now. Uh, and, and just being totally transparent, I probably uh, uh, fluttered away a lot of money. <laughs> let, let me just be honest. You know, I've made a pretty good amount of money in my 30 years of working and had I known what I know now, I probably could have been on a small island of my own. And I'm being 100% honest. You know, Rodney and I, uh, you know, we we are here when Microsoft was $3. You right. know, and I'm not making this number up. When Intel was $2. Tesla was $7. I remember all this stuff, but I was, yeah. But 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 we went into the stock market. We were too busy going to Club Strawberries. Or <laughs> Club Strawberries Strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to make sure that you guys understand how to balance so we're not telling you don't go out and have fun because you want to have fun everybody but you got to understand how to be intentional with your money if you know that you can afford 10 bucks a day that you might be wasting away right now if you become intentional and say you know what every day i go get myself a starbucks drink i go get myself a little sandwich and i end up spending like 15 16 dollars just a simple adjustment of saying, let me take it from 16 down to five dollars that I'm spending. But I'm going to take that other 10 or 11 and put it into something that's going to appreciate for me. And you'll be amazed at how quickly that money becomes a lot of money. I mean, if you have a newborn right now and you just start putting away five dollars a day. In 20 years, you actually have over $75,000 based on putting it in the right thing. You're not going to have it if you just put it in a sock pillow. You're not going to have that, but you got to put it in the right things. The government gives you incentives to put your money into investments. They have college funds that you can put your money in investment that are tax shelters that will allow you to not be taxed on your money when you put it away for a college fund. Okay, A lot of people don't know that. And as you're doing that, you're also lowering the amount of money that you're paying to the government, which in turn increases your income tax return. 
if you do get a job. Another thing, if you happen to, like with a stock, for instance, if you happen to choose a bad stock and you decide to bail out if you didn't make money, uh, you don't have a lot of things out there that they allow you to just write off. You can't go to the casino and write off that you lost $2,000. But guess what? If you lose $2,000 in the stock market, it's a write-off. Hey, I lost money. Yes. It, it takes right off. Now, what we're doing, we're giving you good examples, good ideas on things that you can take and culminate that and work it into your lifestyle. But this is not financial advice. Okay. We're not financial advisors. We're not financial analysts. We don't analyze. We don't analyze. What we do is giving you, what we're doing is giving you things that we have saw through our experience, things that we've done through our experience and our lifetimes and known that, hey, this is what has worked for us. You know, everything takes learning. Everything takes a part of some understanding. You have to dig down we give you information where it's going to be, it, it may scratch the surface, but it's going to be up to you to educate yourself and to get to dig deeper and see if this is going to be something that work for you. With real estate, it takes, it takes a high barrier interest. I mean, um, interest point, meaning that you have to have a good amount of capital to start in real estate. But as Kevin said, with stocks, it doesn't take that much. Dividends doesn't take that much. Okay. But you want to start somewhere. All right. And that's the important yeah, thing. You got to start somewhere. You right? have to start somewhere. You're not going to finish the race if you don't begin. So here's one of uh, Rodney and my our, our fears is that people will say, well, oh, you guys already have money. So we want to be very clear. <laughs> Rodney and I started from the bottom to quote uh, Drake. <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we're here. I remember making $3.25 an hour at a company called Babbage's, which is now called GameStop, for the people that don't know. I made $3.25 an hour. I worked only 20 hours a week. So I made $60 a week every two weeks and had 120 bucks. That was it. Just to give a little... That was it, guys. give a little leveling to the, uh, to, the, to the conversation, I remember when we was in the apartment broken, y'all tried to sell my comic books. We were starving. <laughs> we were hungry. We were starving. <laughs> and, so guys, and this, this is real talk that we're giving you. Being in college, you don't make money. You don't have to win in college. Uh, you don't have it. Let me tell you. you one of the best things that happened when we were in When we were in Lafayette, one of the best things that happened was that Grand Biscuits came out. And I know this sounds crazy. But when those Grand Biscuits came out, you ain't no hell. Oh, my God. Oh my God! <laughs> this is the best thing ever. <laughs> we got eight big sandwiches coming out of this can. <laughs> we gotta have it. So, guys, look. Nobody here was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Like I said, I was making one hundred and twenty dollars every two weeks, uh, and I never forget. Uh, once I got out of college, I got an offer to be an assistant manager for eighteen thousand dollars a year, and uh, you know, I, I, I actually decided to gamble on myself, and I turned that down, and I went to go work for a place called Circuit City. Uh, on commission, and I did extremely well. Uh, and I was still trying to find myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in retail. Let me just say that. I didn't want to be in retail. And let me preface, let, let me add on to that. I ended up being in retail for 20 years. But I was in retail because a gentleman named Bob Busby saw something in me. And he said, Kevin Simmons, you ever thought about management? And I said, no, Bob, I don't want to be a manager because you guys don't make any money. And he looked at me in the eye and said, Simmons, do you know how much money I make? I said, you probably make $25,000, Bob. No, Simmons, I make $80,000. This was in 1995. So, of course, 
Oh my God, I love retail. Let me go and be a manager. Let me, how about I become a manager? So that's what helped me to start learning a little bit more about stock because Circuit City would allow us to buy a stock at a 15% discount. Um, uh, and I think I had been buying it for like three years and I never checked it because once again, you didn't have the phones and all that stuff that did all this stuff that we do so easily now. So when I did decide to check it, it was three years uh, and the stock had appreciated a lot, which I didn't even know. And the lady tells me, hey, you got $8,000 saved up. Oh, my God. Oh, let me cash out. Because once again, I was young. I was like, oh, $8,000. Oh. Didn't know the problem. Go party it, burning your hands. <laughs> it was burning my hands up. So those are the kind of things you want to avoid, guys. You know, because um, if you guys start kind of listening to some of the stuff that we say, um, you're going to start saving some of your money into some good things. Might be mutual funds. Might be stocks. You might decide to go invest in something else. And that money starts building up, and then it becomes, oh, I'm in, uh, I'm investing five dollars a day to, you know, three years later, you might have eight thousand dollars because of how this stuff is appreciated. Don't get overexcited and say, oh, let me take this eight grand and go buy something for myself. Stay the course. Stay the course because the goal is generational wealth, not just for yourself. You got to think down the line. You got to think about your family coming after you and the family coming after them. How do I get enough money to put myself in a position where uh, I'm no different than the Rockefellers or any of these Vanderbilt's or these big names that you guys know from the past, or now you got the newer names, the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffetts. You know, these people are not only wealthy, they're wealthy for the next few generations. I mean, somebody would have to come along that's really, really bad in the family to lose all the money that they've accumulated. And that's what we want to get you guys to, to generational wealth and understanding how do I get, you know, how do I get my first million dollars? You know, and, and, and there's a path that we're going to be talking about throughout all of our episodes. I mean, you have numbers that will tell you that, look, you can get a million dollars in 15 years. And, and, and that's what we want to help you guys understand that it's there, but you have to be intentional. You cannot. Uh, you can't be haphazard with your money 100 percent of the time. You just can't. Because uh, if you do, then things get really, really bad. Um they may not get bad. You just you're just unaware. I was one of the people that was unaware. I spent one hundred twenty thousand dollars in rent before I finally got a house. I added the number up and it made me sick to my stomach that I spent that much. So you know you have to rent sometimes when you're trying to build up your money, build up your capital. But if you get stuck in doing it, you're making somebody else Rodney rich by <laughs> renting from him. Listen, over a lifetime, the uh, the average person makes two point seven million dollars. That's over a lifetime of work. Okay. Now, a lot of that goes to Uncle Sam, but a lot of that we throw we kind of we throw away. What do we throw away on? We feel like we deserve certain things because we worked hard or we did this or we did that. Or we feel like uh I just want to treat myself. Those right. are the things that keep poor people poor. I mean, basically. Yeah. Okay. That type of thinking that you have earned some type of way keeps keeps you in the doghouse. Why is that? Yeah. Because that extra money, which we all say there's no such thing as extra money, but that money could have been working for you if you just had concentrated that money and had a little patience. All right. I remember back when I started because I worked at Software Center, which was a diversion of Babbage's. 
I can't remember how much I made, but uh, it wasn't a lot, and it was part time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, when it, when we were telling that starving story, it, that was true. We were starving, but I remember yeah. watching infomercials at nighttime, and they had a guy named Carlton Sheets. They used to come on at night, and he used to be an old old guy. Used to be on a yacht saying, "Hey, you know, learn these uh, these techniques. I would ship my my videos and my VHSs and show you how to make money in real estate." I actually bought his course. Okay. His courses had a lot of merit to it. But as times change, a lot of those strategies that he used to have does not work any longer. Okay. And that's enough. That's all part of educating yourself on how to be successful. So guys. Like I said, we're about to have a tremendous journey. And the destination for our journey is for you guys to become generationally wealthy. And we don't plan on our journey to end. We're going to keep educating you guys as long as you guys keep tuning in. We're going to give you guys great information. We've already got people excited to come on and share their experiences. we got former NFL players. We've got higher-ups with Fortune 500 companies. We've got investors like Rodney that do property investment. We've got a lot of people that are coming on. They're excited to share their life stories with everybody to help everybody out. That's the whole goal. We just feel that there are so many opportunities for people to make their money work for them. But maybe sometimes you're scared to ask the question or sometimes you don't know what question to ask. So that's why we're here. We're going to put it all there out for you front and center. Um, we're going to help you learn how to make your money, make money for you. And enjoy and, uh, the process. Enjoy the successes and the failures. Okay, the failures yeah, are learning. So enjoy the success and the failure, guys. So, look, here's something that uh, my wife told me one time. She's like, look, you can always be a success, but you got to look at what habits you exhibit. So if you or given instruction to do something and somebody gives you all the steps and you keep doing the exact opposite, then you're still being a success. You've been a success at being a failure because you're doing the same thing to not change your life. So it's just, it's just a matter of, do you want to take the steps necessary to do, to reach the goal that you're trying to reach? But whatever you're doing, you're going to be successful at it. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, if you're frittering away your money, you're going to continue to be successful at frittering away your money. You know, if you are somebody that doesn't budget, you're going to continue to be successful at not budgeting and your money's going to get away from you. So you can either be successful in a great way or you can be successful in a way that you don't want to be successful in. So hopefully you guys choose the former and you want to be successful in a great way. And we're going to help you guys get to that. That's what's going to happen, guys. Uh, what you got for them? Hey, give them some stock. One, give them one stock that you like right now. Like I said, we're not analysts, but we both have some success right now in the stock market. I know Rodney's got a big success that he had with a certain uh, <laughs> nice automobile company. Oh, uh, but he called yeah, himself Tesla, Tesla is my winner, man. Uh, I believe in what Elon Musk is doing. Yes, it was pretty, it was pretty pricey. Uh, fractional shares really helped a lot. Um, I actually. As, as you know, I actually just sold some of my Tesla and took some profits so I can buy another investment property. Um, 
But Tesla's strong. Uh, Ford is getting up there, but you had to have gotten in Ford early. I am, as you know, a strong dividend investor. I love dividends. Rodney's big on dividends, guys. Uh, He's uh, um, patterning his investing style after Warren Buffett, basically. Yes. Dividends, dividends, you can see your money working for you with dividends. That's my strongest points. And most of the companies that, that you invest in with dividends also are companies that has been able to withstand the, the burden of time. Okay. So yeah. you're sure that they're not going to go out of business. Uh, you can get some of these FOMO uh, like GameStop, uh, Lucid Technologies. I might be saying some stuff, some, some companies out there that, you know, you may not be familiar with right now. But believe me. Uh, actually, I tell you this. I actually follow another person. I follow a couple of people who I actually learn and gather information from because there's going to be times where you don't have time enough to sit there and analyze the stock or analyze uh, analyze the company and then finally be able to say, OK, well, I feel comfortable enough in it. You might not even know how to analyze. So um, getting good information from other people and then doing research on what they've researched can be a strong asset for you. But yes, Tesla Tesla, Tesla is, is a strong one for me. Uh, you, you guys heard it right here. Tesla right now is still under $700, but one of the analysts has already put a $3,000 price target on it by 2025. Yes. So even if it doesn't get to $3,000, if it just gets to 1500 you get a chance to double your money. I mean, I don't think anything is better than, well, I guess you could triple, quadruple, but doubling your money is great. Yes. So... We want to get you guys excited. We're going to talk about success stories. We got um, the president of sales for Lumber Liquidators is going to come on for us on the episode, share some life stories with you guys. Uh, so be on the lookout for our next episode. We'll, we'll be back uh, next week uh, and have more good stuff to talk about, guys. Rod, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. No problem. I appreciate being here and I look forward to talking to everybody. Thank you very much.